Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Heavenly Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text for today is, the, is, is a portion of the epistle lesson appointed for the eighth Sunday in Pentecost. I read to you from Ephesians chapter 2, starting on the 17th verse through to the 22nd. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. As far as the text, I invite you to bow your heads with me in prayer. Lord God, thank you. You give us your word, and we are blessed by it. Help us to receive this word in our hearts, and especially to trust its truths. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, friends, most of us, I think, are familiar with Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tale, The Ugly Duckling. In the story, a so-called duckling hatches out in amongst a bunch of other ducklings and grows up ostracized for its ugly looks. He lives a life of rejection and sorrow from childhood through to adolescence until his true beauty is revealed in his adulthood. As the fairy tale draws to a close, we discover that the so-called ugly duckling is actually a swan. The story would have us all hope that our innermost beauty and our greatest talents would be realized and we'd emerge victorious over all those who called us names and ostracized us in days gone past and proved them wrong. But the reality is that the story is rigged. The duck didn't become a swan. It was a swan all along. It was conceived as a noble creature, hatched out as a noble creature, and could do nothing else than be a noble creature. Unlike us, we're born of Adam and like Adam in every respect. We're sinners destined to sink back into the dust from which we're formed. And there's no hope for changing that status apart from Christ. There are no swans amongst us. So says the Apostle Paul, addressing both Jew and Gentile in today's text. God's so-called holy people, his chosen people, were no different than the rest of the world. Certainly they were living under a covenantal relationship with God, one marked even with a sign cut right into the flesh by means of circumcision, but that sign by, was by no means cut into the heart. For as it says in Romans 2.25, if you're a transgressor of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. If any of you um, are real music uh, uh, enthusiasts, uh, you might have heard from a, a band uh, down east uh, called Buddy Was His Name and the other fellas. They sing a tongue-in-cheek song about another ugly duckling, a man named Earl. Earl, too, is born ugly and unloved growing up. He's so unloved that when he leaves town, he's unmissed even by his girlfriend. He completely disappears. But years later, a crisis occurs. The whole town is threatened by a massive forest fire. Who will save them? 
unbeknownst to anyone, Earl shows up. He's matured now. He's grown up into a mountain of a man, seven foot ten, uh, a forest disposal unit all by himself with fist-like culverts and hairy knees. And he swings this monster Johnson red chainsaw with a ten foot two cutter bar. Uh, Earl creates a fire break that saves the town. He proudly stands back and declares his victory. I'm the one who saved your town. And he uh, lights up a cigarette and throws away the match uh, just as he knocks over a drum of gasoline. No victory there. The story goes on to explain that the town burns flat to the ground and Earl remains Earl. No victory there. We don't have victories in our lives. Not the way that we think that way. Nothing that gives us eternal life. The Jews remain sinners even though they have the circumcision. Gentiles remain sinners too, as do we, because of how we're born. Not one of us is ever born a swan. So not one of us ever has the potential to look into the water and see a beautiful radiant face looking back up, reflecting at us at any point in our sinful lives. And yet, God gives us a face to see a face to see in Christ. It's his holy white array that envelops us. Christ Jesus comes and preaches peace to us in a living sermon that includes his birth, life, death, and resurrection, and his ascension too. And it all comes together for our sake in one sweet victory, but he having offered one sacrifice for sin, for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, Hebrews 10, 12. That makes us birds of a completely different feather. We're no longer strangers or aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. <laughs> Lift up your heads. In other words, in your absolution, my friends, by God's grace, you are made completely new. The whole world sees your plumage and that can't be hidden. I like the way Hans Christian Andersen spoke of that swan's reaction to his beauty. It's, it's marvelous. At first, the swan was shy as the children and other birds gathered around him. I'll read the, the last uh, paragraph. Then he felt very bashful and tucked his head under his wing. He did not know what this was all about. He felt so very happy, but he wasn't at all proud, for a good heart never grows proud. He thought about how he had been persecuted and scorned and how, and, and now he heard them all call him the most beautiful of all beautiful birds. The lilacs dipped their clusters into the stream before him and the sun shone so warm and so heartening. He rustled his feathers and held his slender neck high as he cried out with a full heart, I never dreamed there could be so much happiness when I was the ugly duckling. <laughs> I suppose we could hide our heads. We could bashfully tuck them under our wings. That would be a wonderful sign of humility. But the one who sits at the right hand of God isn't sitting there in humility. Not anymore. His humility was a cross. His humility was a cross. His victory, the ascended throne. We live in a victorious Christ. Be blessed to remember that the next time you see your face in the mirror and be blessed to stand out in the crowd as, as, as one who is redeemed by Christ. Your key verse reminds you of that eternal blessing 
It's nestled uh, right in the sermon text today. So then, you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. That's Ephesians 2.19. You're set apart and blessed to all eternity through Christ Jesus your Lord. Again, that's Ephesians 2.19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. The blood of our Lord made us into something that none of us could ever become on our own. By God's grace, we, the ruined, have been brought to life and are now arrayed in his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that you sent your Son to be our propitiation, to suffer and die on the cross, and to pay the ransom for our sins. And it's by that blood that we have been changed. We weren't born anything fantastic, but you have raised us up. You have made us into something that we could never, ever be. And that completely changed our lives. And we praise your name that we can be um, your children. We ask, dear God, that you help us to not hide our faces, not to be ashamed of who we are or fearful of what's happened in this transition, but instead to rejoice and wear what it is that we are proudly so that the world can see. Not that the world needs to uh, bow down before us and honor us in any way, shape, or form, but that they too will look at us and say, we need what it is that you have. Bless us, dear God, then with a ministry based upon your holiness, which has been given to us. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, your Lord. Amen. And amen.